Welcome to another MM199 student podcast, where our student perspectives meet the airwaves. This semester, our MM199 students spoke with Washburn faculty and staff to talk about the awesome courses everyone can take here at Washburn. Grab your headphones and get ready to enroll into our School of Sound. Welcome to Course Chat. I'm Jamie. And I am Yanae. Today we're meeting with Dr. Roussans to discuss the course that she's offering in the spring, Intro Communication Studies. Dr. Routsong, would you like to introduce yourself? Of course. So my name is Dr. Routsong. Most of my students call me Dr. R, and I'm a professor of communication studies, but some of the other roles, I'm also an associate dean of the College of Arts and Sciences and the director of the Bachelor of Integrated Studies, which is the Build Your Own major, and I am the uh, teaching... I'm the coordinator for the teaching, oh my goodness, consultations. I'll say it again. I am the coordinator for the teaching consultations for the Center for Teaching Excellence and Learning. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for making time to be here today. Our first topic will be discussing the benefits of enrolling in Intro to Come in this, for the spring. Okay, so the first question that I have for you is, why would a student want to enroll in the Intro to Comm course? So Introduction to Communication Studies or Principles and Practices is what I like to call a buffet course of communication. It's where you get to learn about a little bit about a lot of topics So, and, and really find what you find, your interest, right? So it might be a chapter in language or nonverbal communication so that it's all the things that you're not saying, right? What your face is saying, your body is saying. Uh, but it also might be a chapter in conflict and negotiation or family and health. Uh, I think it gives and provides an opportunity for students to learn about themselves, the things that they've done their entire lives perhaps and not known why or put a name to something that, uh, and, and just a recognition that there are um, things out there in the world that we generalize and that it actually makes sense. Or I mean, I think there's a wide range. Of, I, I like communication because Everyone does it. You can't escape it. And so you might as well understand it just a little bit better. What are the benefits of taking the course? My particular class is online and an expedited eight weeks. So it's a fast eight weeks. Mm -hmm. So it starts after spring break, and then it runs through the end of the semester. Um, Some people have lots of reasons that they need that type of compressed coursing where they can't do an entire 16 weeks. Sometimes... Or sometimes they just know themselves that they burn out around week 10. And so mm-hmm. for those individuals, an eight-week compressed course works really, really well for the, just the way that their brains tend to work. Uh, I also think that uh, classes in communication, online notwithstanding, but we, we provide a lot of opportunities for, for interaction. So getting to know people, getting to know uh, a professor in just a different way because just the nature of what the type of things we talk about. Okay. Um, what are personal advantages that makes students gain from enrolling? Say it one more time, please. Sorry. That's okay. What are personal advantages make students gain from enrolling? The personal advantages of what they might gain? Yes. I think any time that you have the opportunity to think about the why you do things and why other people do the things they do when it comes to interaction with people, I think that can help you become... Uh, well, a better human, I hope, but just just in general, just having knowledge about yourself and can be really helpful. So why is it that when I speak, I do 
whatever? Or why is it that when I have conflict, I tend to fill in the blank, right? And so then you get to make choices because you can choose to use that information however you want to. You can choose to do absolutely nothing with it, right? That's fair. Uh, you could choose, though, to make a difference, like to uh, work hard to change a behavior you don't like or to, if you know that um, interaction is something you struggle with, maybe it's goal setting about how do you meet new people? How do you work on those things instead of sit back and go, I can't. Mm -hmm. I think that makes a difference. Are there any networking opportunities available in the course? So, <clears throat> I might need to say that one again too, I'm sorry. Are there any networking opportunities available in the course of interested communication studies? Are there any working opportunities? Networking. Ne oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Networking. Networking opportunities. So it's on. This version is online. Normally, yes, a lot of our instructors do what are called a flipped classroom. So that's a lot of opportunities to engage with other with your classmates. Online, it's a little bit more challenging. Um, I do try to provide opportunities. How much they engage, you know, if it's a discussion board or if it's hypothesis or play posit. So those are some of the tools that I use to give people opportunities to engage. Opportunities to do videos back and forth versus you know writing to each other that type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, online is always the challenge though of how well you get to know individuals. Some better than others, I guess. Okay. Um, how will the court? How will the course improve communication and presentation skills? So the former is a little bit easier, so how it improves communication skills. I can't guarantee that it will, right? Because you can learn about a lot of things, but it's about application and practice. And so I can learn about a communication conflict strategy. I might know uh, what I tend to do when I have conflict. Doesn't mean I'm going to practice what I could do or how I could do better, right? So in the classroom, we hope to set up environments where people can learn about these types of things and learn about the appropriateness of what tool you should be bringing out. So I might like, I, I, I might like using my hammer, but there might be times a screwdriver is better, right? And so taking a course is an opportunity to figure out how you choose the right tool for the right moment. Communication is really no different. It's a, it's a skill set. It is something that you can practice. You can become better. And I think the more opportunities that people get to do that, especially in an environment that everyone else is sort of in the same boat trying to figure out the world around them, the better you're going to be. Thank you for your answer. Um, and also, thank you for making time to be here today. And our first topic will be discussing the benefits of an enrolling. I'm sorry. It's okay. We can cut that part. I was reading the Yeah, that's okay. That's what editing is for. <laughs> right? <laughs> Okay, now that we have discussed the advantages, we want to talk about the purpose of the course. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what are a few of the course objectives? Hmm, I should have brought my syllabus. <laughs> right? Um, it, so that particular course is really about teaching the, you know, the introductory components. So can you define communication? Can you go through and understand what relationships are and how those relationships make meaning? between people, people, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, communication studies is very much about the, well, like the dyadic or the small group relationship. And so the different components that you want to learn about that. You know, can we understand um, the concept of culture? Not 
in all of its, all the ways that it can be thought about. So co-culture um, and the impact it has on you, the impact it has on other individuals and their narratives and their past, and then how that impacts the way you're going to interact with people. I always look at communication as you know, like a specialty lens on a camera. So you can study just about everything. And then at the very end, you go, and how does it impact the way you interact? Ta-da, right? <laughs> and so with communication, it's very much about that. So how do you look at the 21st century? How do you look at um, all the things that are going around you, whether it's politics or whether it's, you know, you can look at the different fields, psychology, sociology, history, mass media. And in the end, you're looking at all that information, you're taking it all in, and it all then impacts you as a human, which therefore impacts you interacting with others, right? So objective-wise, I mean, it really is just about 21st century. It's talking about culture. It's talking about um, being able to define communication in its spot and what it it means. Um, And then obviously there are certain communication skills that you want to be able to get out of that. That's a shorter answer. (laughs) Cool. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Do you have a few standout topics that the course covers? I have my favorites. Okay, please tell us. Yes. So I love teaching about perception. So identity and perception. So that's really just about um, how we gain information and how what we choose to focus on and why we choose to focus on that. We're not really focused on the the why, but just getting people to understand there are so much there's so much information out there that we're constantly siphoning it in, and what we choose. uh, Sometimes our brains are choosing it for us. In fact, oftentimes, but you know, we can then teach ourselves to kind of adapt. So I love perception. I love talking about interpersonal connections, interpersonal, which is relationships. And so the formation of relationships, how to keep relationships, and sometimes the disintegration of relationships. Fascinating. It just fascinates me. And so uh, and students really get excited about chapters like that, I think, often because they can go through the number of students that will go, oh, that's why, or you know, something along those lines. Um, I love those kind of epiphany light bulb moments, mm-hmm. and that tends to be one of those chapters that we see that. Um, we have a chapter in health communication, so it, whether it's like advocacy, so how do you go into the healthcare world and advocate for yourself? How do you ask questions that might make a difference in the healthcare that you receive? How do you uh, talk to your friends and family about healthcare? Uh, or social support. So those all those are all within the realm of communication because they involve interaction with people, right? Or, or uh, interaction with with documents or whatever. Um, so whew, now you're gonna have to really edit because <laughs> oh, I didn't turn it off. <laughs> I apologize. No, you're fine. Cut. <laughs> there we go. Now you have to work out for you. There we go. Um, Health communication, but that's a. And those are both like areas of mine that I hold particularly near and dear. Nonverbal is always really fun. Mm-hmm. I saw, I find it really fascinating. So I just kind of assume the whole world does. <laughs> so, uh, or at least I get very excited about it. So the idea that by standing in a particular way or having your voice, you you come across to other humans differently, whether more confident or more motivated. And the study is just. A, I don't know. It, it's really fun to do. But then, I mean, pretty soon I'm going to go through the whole thing. I mentioned conflict a couple of times. Students can really get a lot out of conflict very quickly, um, so that's very applicable. I think that's one of the things I love about CN 101 is that so much of it is applicable immediately. You don't have to worry about 10 years down the road. You could use it, some of the information today, <laughs> you are, mm-hmm. if you're willing or not. I mean, that's the other <laughs> option. Yeah. yeah. Or pat yourself on the back. Look at me. I'm doing this thing. Yeah. 
I'm actually taking the course right now with Dr. K. Ah, yeah. And um, the learning about the disintegration of relationships was super fascinating to me. I really enjoyed that chapter. Yeah. So it was cool that you touched on that too. Oh, exactly. I mean, well, so and, and so many people always think of it as such a negative thing, the disintegration of relationships. But if you think about it, how many relationships naturally end that you've just never thought about because you're probably not friends with all your kindergarten friends, right? You're your first, I mean, a lot of relationships have endings, but we think of it in such negative ways. And then when we think about how, if we do have significant relationships, whether it's a, a rupture, all right, or incremental decay, so ruptures are those really big things in relationships, incremental decay, I always think of like the Grand Canyon, Where's the, where's the stream, right? It starts as a stream and it's just edging in and it creates a bigger and bigger and bigger and pretty soon you've got the Grand Canyon and it ends a relationship. Mm -hmm. And they're both damaging in their own ways. So, But we don't think about the incremental decay nearly as much as we think about the ruptures, So, the, which are kind of fun to talk about. Yeah. Okay, my next question for you. Um, earlier you mentioned it being like a flipped classroom. Is that how you described it? Active so, learning. Mm -hmm. Active learning. Um, so can you tell us about the course's format? Like most classrooms have the teacher comes in, gives a lecture, students take notes. What's your setup for this course? So this is an online course. Mm -hmm. So it's asynchronous. Um, you know, so it is a very different beast. Um, just because it doesn't have a Zoom. I mean, it's not synchronous at all, so they don't interact in the same ways. So in an online course, at least mine, they'll be set up, it's set up in weekly folders, so right? And then in there, there are going to be different types of interaction. So I like to do rapport builders where are opportunities for people to interact about things that are based in whatever the chapter is, but maybe not as serious. Sometimes we do those in the form of you know, advice columns, if we're doing interpersonal communication. So if we just talked about a theory and interpersonal, it could be then that I give them a format of what's, what would you do in this scenario? What what would advice would you have based on the information you've had in class and interactions? And uh, I always try to choose ones that are things that college students tend or can have to deal with. For example, those individuals that travel back for the Thanksgiving break, right? having to deal with family when maybe you have been on your own for a little bit and all of a sudden getting thrown back into that family life with people and whatever else. and <laughs> Whatever else, you right? Uh, so scenarios like that. So I, I try to make it as interactive. I have uh, short videos that I make play posits from. So play posit is a system that will uh, stop various places. In, so it would be similar to a lecture, but much, much shorter. And then... Uh, you can ask a question, so I might ask a multiple choice kind of question or a discussion question, and the students can type right into there. They can pull, they can discuss with each other in those moments. That's about, you know, it's one way to be a little bit more interactive in an otherwise asynchronous setting that's not just using the discussion boards. Not to say you can't use a discussion board, because they have their points and purposes. Mm -hmm. um, I have in the past, I haven't decided on it, if I'd be honest, um, I haven't decided if I'm going to do it or not. In the past, I've allowed, I've done things like um, scavenger hunts where students, even if they're in the small group, can choose to form groups of people that will go off and complete tasks. Uh, so it's usually related, uh, it's, always, it's always related to the subject matter, um, how much of the subject matter and when it is in the course depends on a lot of different things. But then they can meet via Zoom if they want to and get to know each other. Because again, in a comm class, at least one of my comm classes, even though it's not one of the official objectives, meeting people, networking with people, building rapport, I always feel like it's a lost opportunity if I don't give people the chance to do that. So I, I try to do that as much as I can. Cool.
what is the knowledge that students are going to walk away with after this course? Whatever they want to read it. I mean, learn about right? <laughs> Whatever they choose to take um, away. Yeah, it's sort of up to them. No, so communication interaction has all sorts of things. So it could be to like the nitty gritty kind of things about learning about um, phonemes, you know, or like so these little parts of language. Or it could be looking at um, very self, I, kind of that self-learning about, you know, who you are. And so some people are going to walk out of there going through and, and thinking to themselves, oh, here is how I might stretch myself or challenge myself. In general, I hope they learn what communication is. I hope that they learn about how it fits in the grand scheme of things, whether it's, um, again, if you think about culture, you think about general diversity, if you think about um, how it fits within the scope of other academic fields, because because it's everywhere. And so it's not something that's escapable because even escaping is a form of communication. You know, so silence is communication. I didn't know that. Right? I mean, if you think about it, though, if you remove yourself from everything and everyone, unless you also remove your memory of being with other people, other people recognize that you're not there, you're sending a message to them. Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Or the silence, like silent treatment, there's a reason Mm. that people don't like that. There's a reason that solitary confinement and the prison system is considered one of the, the worst forms of punishment of people, the removal of other people. Right, so communication is a, it really is essential. Yeah, so I hope they come out with that, that understanding of the power and the importance and that even if you don't like small talk, there might be something to it. Yeah, in the course, um, we just had our midterm and our midterm paper. And as I was writing it, I was reading over the chapters again, and it talked about communication being continuous. And I was like, well, what does that like consist of? So I kept reading the chapter, and I was like, oh, this is just so cool. Like, I love learning about this. It never stops. Yeah. Well, and the idea that you can't step in the, the same river twice, right? If you, that, that concept is in communication, so you, can, you can't take your words back, right? So once they're in the world, that they're out there. So you always have to be kind of thoughtful about that, right? So you, always, you have to think about... Um, as you build a relationship, even if you've tried to do the exact same thing that you've done in the past, you're not the same person. So when you do go through, uh, we'll use um, an anniversary, right? Or if your marriage or inter- your relationship is struggling and you try to have the same date, right? You're like, oh, I remember that great time where we went and did this thing. And you, you ever have that feeling where you're like, mm, it wasn't quite as the same. Right? It didn't feel the same. And that's because you all change, right? As people, you've changed, you know. It's the same thing all the time. So you never have that same experience because it is continuous. You can't, st- you can't do the same thing over and over again because everyone changes all the time. Yeah. What do you think is the overall purpose of Intro to Communication Studies? The overall purpose, other than teaching communication skills. <laughs> and, well, and, and theory. I mean, so uh, I'm probably really, again, my bias is because I, I always look to relationships so I look at this as an opportunity to teach about relationships of self, or relationship of self, relationship with others. So to me, that's the overarching goal is to understand that interaction with your world, whether, and it can even be, I, I keep, I don't talk about it as much, but when you think about with words, the power of words, with your space, so visual communication is an area, uh, rhetoric, so that's the, you know, looking at how words and phrases and uh, Obviously, that that has a point and purpose there too, and and that everything that you do 
matters in the end. You know, so you matter. Thank you. Um, our final topic that we'll discuss with you is how students can apply the course material to real life situations. And the first question is, uh, what parts of the course will students be able to use every day? I hope. All of it. <laughs> I hope. Right? Well, I mean, some are more applicable, I guess, than others. Let me think through. Um, I've taught this class a lot, and so I always tend to adjust. Or not. So I tend to adjust the assignments, and I haven't picked out all the ones that I'm going to do. So learning how to interact with individuals, that's, that's an immediate skill you could go through, right? So conflict strategies, those are immediate skills. Um, I think some of the unique ones, so in my class, I, I probably spend a little bit more time on health communication maybe than some of the others do. It's one of my specialty areas, so it, yeah. Um, but learning how to ask questions in healthcare, it can be super, super important to be your own advocate, to ask why one drug or another drug if they want to prescribe something, because you can ask, and because there usually are a wide range of things that you can ask for. And if you don't know that, um, then you don't really, you might not know why you're taking it, and then you might not take You know, there's all sorts of, of things to consider. And so uh, I always try to figure out a way that in each chapter that there's at least one way that everybody in that room, or I guess in this online space, has something that they can apply pretty fast and pretty immediately. Um, persuasion. I mean, we didn't talk about persuasion, but the world of, of, of how people around you either have power and influence, or it could also be in the world of persuasion about you know, uh, how persuadable you are, how persuadable you are you with others, what strategies do you have, do you know that you're using strategies? And so, and then I think it becomes really fascinating because once you understand how to persuade, uh, because there are very clear techniques and tactics that we can use uh, about the ethics, about now that you know how to do it, when and why should you, you know, and where is that balancing point before it becomes manipulation or something negative? So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's one of those courses that it's actually harder for me to think through where we wouldn't find things that students would be able to pull out at each class because it is so applicable, if nothing else, because you, they're all things that you do in everyday life. Yeah. And how, how do you think they will use it? Like those parts that they learn, how do you think they will use it? Um, so I used to talk about... Uh, th there was a section in there about walking in each other's shoes. So it's a conflict strategy so that when you're having conflict with someone that you try to look from the other person's perspective. So what did, what might they have been thinking about at that time? or what? And you can talk to them about it if you want, but uh, I've actually tried that strategy years and years ago when I was teaching the class. I was like, ah, does that really work? I don't even know. I don't even know if I'd buy that. True story, right? And so <laughs> it happened to be that I had an argument with, with my, my spouse that day and I had gotten angry, and I had slammed down the phone, and I, I had to walk home. And so I actually literally stopped, and I was like, okay, I'm telling my students, because it was an assignment, I had my students go through and think through what a situation, so I was like, I'll, I'll try it. And I got thinking about it, and the situation, once I started thinking from his perspective, like, what was it that was happening? What was it? And I, I caught myself, I was like, oh no, oh no. What really happened was, I asked him to do something. He said he wasn't ready to do something. He was, I was asking him to do the tech thing. He was a computer science major at the time. And he was like, no, no, I don't have the background in that. I was like, no, come on, you can do it. And then my computer broke. 
and I thought he did it. Oops, right? Um, it dawned on me, though, on that walk when I, I forced myself to stop that here I'm getting mad at him for something he told me he couldn't do. He, and it turned out he hadn't touched it anyway. It didn't matter. <laughs> but that other part, I, you know, and I came back. But then I, I also had to then remember that at the same time, Right? So I'm walking home, and all of a sudden, I'm just like giddy. I'm like, ha-ha, I'm not mad anymore. <laughs> right? And, and so that was great. But relationships are about more than one person. And so he hadn't had that same epiphany because we weren't together. You know, and so when we got home, he still had all that frustration we had to work through. Mm-hmm. But that comes from, that came from an interpersonal, well, not interpersonal, um, one of the basic course chapters. Mm-hmm. And I, I, was, I just remember that moment so clearly thinking, I'm asking my students to do this. I really should try it. <laughs> right? And I was really kind of blown away that, that it, it really did force me to, outside of myself to think. So. That's a really good example. Thank you. Um, when will they be able to apply what they've learned? I'm hoping this, in the Immediately. classroom the same day. <laughs> I don't know. So you've had, if you're in the mm-hmm. class now, would you think that there are a lot of things that you've been able to apply? Yeah, most of it. Like you talked about um, the beginner courses, like their relationships and stuff. That's also one of my favorite topics in communication. So I often like call my mom or my friends and like, guess what we learned today? And like my uh, former roommate is also a communication major. So we have taken a bunch of classes and then we'd like compare like, well, you know, if you're upset about this, have you tried this method? And we're like, oh, have, well, have you tried this? And then we explain it to our friends as well. So I do think that you apply it right away. Yes, yes. And it, and it does have its terminology. So, I mean, you can always go through and you know, put on that like, Look what I'm learning. I can talk about dyadic communication. <laughs> communication between two people. <laughs> you know, so that you, it has this words and phrases, but otherwise you can just go through and say, we're talking between two people. Right. Hey. So I like that too. I like the fact that, that there is something about simplicity in the message, right? So learning about things and being able to apply it. And um, yeah, communication, I don't think any of the courses in communication have a difficulty trying to see where you can apply the information pretty immediately. And principles and Practices just gives lots of little bits mm-hmm. because it's that buffet. Is there a topic that's the biggest takeaway that is applied every day? Good question. Thank you. Hmm. I think, honestly, I think probably the overarching theme there is uh, just about communication in general right that sort of what you're talking about the inevitability the fact that it there that it continues on um, that it's interaction based right so I like to call it uh, about the between so in your book it'll talk about it a little bit differently when it defines communication but to me communication doesn't sit in a person or the other person when you're talking about like transactional Mm -hmm. so there it goes between two people and we send and receive messages um but to me, that doesn't happen in a vacuum. Like when you're sending a message, my eyes aren't closed. I'm always taking information in, and you're always taking information in from me. And so to me, it sits here, right? So this is where we communicate. And I think that that understanding that it's between every person, start thinking of it like a, a giant, massive spider web, and that you're connected to everyone because then everyone starts being connected out and that's when you're talking about networking right so you have your strong and weak ties and so someone that might not be a close friend but they might be a friend of a friend still is connected to you right and just in a different kind of way I think those types of things are very powerful to think about that you're still connected to people all the time very cool 
So that was our last question, but I am curious um, if there's anything that we haven't talked about yet that you really want our listeners, future students of Washburn or next enrollment to know about the course. I think people, hmm, that's a good question. Honestly, I think the biggest thing that I would want them to know is that communication is so much more than what people tend to think, which is public speaking. And and um, I think that that public speaking presentation is very important to learn, not most of what we do. So because we study interaction, uh, we, we study these other components, um, I find it fascinating. I, I really would encourage people to have the opportunity or take the opportunity to learn about themselves, to learn about the people around them, to have those interactions, and to take the chance, because it's not usually a course that people necessarily think about. So. I, I, the communication world is one I love. I mean, I I love studying it. I love interacting. I love what it can do because I've seen the changes it can make in people um, if they want it to, right? Mm-hmm. And if they let it and if they think about it. And um, to me, it's really powerful. So I would hope that they, that's what they would get up. And they would want to go take a class and then maybe another one and then maybe another one. <laughs> and by that time, they're really close to a minor, so why not? Yeah, right? why not? So, yeah. <laughs> Great. I love that answer. Um, okay. Well, Dr. Ratsong and our listeners, that is everything that we have planned for today. Thank you, Dr. Rutsal, for coming and answering our questions. And join us next time for a course chat.